Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. It's always an honor to stand before all of you and share God's word. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this beautiful time. We are so excited for what you're going to do today and Father, for the rest of our life. We thank you. There is freedom. There's freedom right now, Abba Father. Thank you for everyone that's watching online. And Father, we pray that your freedom will continue to unlock, Father, the destiny over their lives in Jesus' mighty name. Father, if there's anyone that's confused about the purpose of their lives, we ask together in Jesus' mighty name, Daddy, that you would unlock things. Right now, I speak freedom over every person in Jesus' mighty name. Freedom to believe, freedom to receive, freedom to operate in the in the works that Jesus has over every individual. Father, we thank you. We celebrate your presence right now. King Jesus, you be glorified. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I'm here to continue with a topic that has been, not a topic, sorry, a theme that has been running through this year, 2022. And that's been something that's personal to me. And it's about the glory of the King Jesus. And I want to bring one aspect about the fact that when we walk in this glory, we would live a a life that is fulfilling. And uh, I want to start off with this verse in Psalm 91 that I am sure most of us know Psalm 91. Anyone that has not by hearted Psalm 91, including me, (laughs) I mean, I want you to, to go through Psalm 91. It is such a liberating scripture. Uh, for me, all through my life, that has been one of my go-to. Uh, especially when I know that when I'm under God's covering, there's a whole lot of blessings that are mentioned in that particular scripture. Uh, you know, no evil shall befall you. A thousand, especially during COVID, that has been one of my go-tos, you know. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come anywhere around you. Just, just to be so assured of the fact that that is God's truth. Yeah. The last verse in Psalm 91 Verse 16 says, with long life, I will satisfy him. And so many times people wonder, hey, that's there in the scripture, but I don't feel it. You know, I don't, I don't think I, I live a satisfied life. And so in my childhood, I used to wonder, in the midst of trouble, how do I equate trouble to satisfaction? Especially when you're going through one thing after the other. You know, one, after one episode, there's episode two, and then there's episode three. You know, trouble after trouble. And then how do you still equate it to living a satisfied life? That was one of my questions when I was growing. And then I stumbled into the scripture in Genesis chapter 25 and verse 7 and 8. It says, These are the years of Abraham. He lived 175 years. I don't mind living 175 years. I I don't know about you, but I'm okay with that. Abraham, you know, died in a ripe old age. And then it says, an old man and satisfied with life. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I don't have a problem living a life satisfied, right? Do you? I'm sure none of us have that problem. We all want to live a life of satisfaction. I used to mingle a lot with uh, my uh, techno friends and uh, recently I was talking to one of them and they were saying that, hey, we have the wealth, we have the money, we have cars, we have mansions, we have all of that, but yet I don't feel satisfied. Yeah, 
So my question to all of us is, what does it mean to live a satisfied life? Is it about having wealth? And I'm not condemning anyone, okay, if you have wealth. It is part of God's agenda. You know, it is part of having a satisfied life that we need everything to live a good life on earth. Amen? He is a good father. And being earthly parents, if parents on earth would want their children to have the best in life, why wouldn't my heavenly father not want me to have mansions and cars? BMWs, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that, it's not that I drive, it's just something that I said, okay? And uh, uh, so it's okay to believe that, hey, I'm, I don't want to be saying that, okay, this is what I'm preaching, I want uh, everyone to be having uh, a good life. Yes, I want to. But I just want us to get this concept of when we go through trouble, how do we equate this to being uh, a person that is satisfied in life, Yeah. Uh, and so we see that Abraham in Genesis 13 and verse 2, it says, Now Abraham was very rich in livestock, which is our BMW. Yeah, he was very rich in livestock, silver and gold. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> I mean, let it be Jesus. I, I don't mind being like Abraham, having the livestock and silver and gold. Yes, Jesus. Amen. And, uh, and all of that. So he, he, he had all of that, the material blessing. It's there in the scriptures, okay? He, and, and my question is, is it all that? Is it about being married? Is it about having children? Is it about having an education? Is it about having a successful career? All of that is good. I believe in that, you know? We should live a good life on earth. Is it even serving God, being in the ministry, you know, doing things for God and feeling satisfied? Is that what we, what the scripture talks about when, when it says that we live a satisfied life? So I want us to look at um, Abraham's life. Before that, I want to set this foundation. John chapter 10 and verse 10 in the Amplified. It's a women version, okay? Amplified. <laughs> Amplified version says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. But I came that they may have and enjoy life. And this is Jesus. Jesus says, I have come so that you and me would have life. That we would have life. And not just have life, but we would enjoy life. So if there's anyone that doubts the nature of God, that I think he's a killjoy, I want you to settle it with the scripture. No, he wants, he, Jesus himself came to earth so that you would enjoy life. I want us to say that. It is the will of Jesus that I enjoy life. It is the will of Jesus that I enjoy life. And the next part of it says, have it in abundance to the full and overflowing. So unless I have life, how would I even overflow it to others? Amen? If I don't have that life, that strength, that energy, you know, the, the ability to be what the scripture says, how am I supposed to overflow in that, right? So I want us to settle with the fact. And Jesus says, I came to reveal the will of the Father. Amen? Amen. No man. Yes, of course. It's there in the scripture. Read your Bible, pray every day. Uh-huh. Yeah. So in the Bible, Jesus says, I came to reveal the will of the Father. So if Jesus says that I've come to give you life and that you would wa- you would I want you to enjoy life, it is the will of the Father 
that we enjoy life. Amen? I don't want this confusion anymore in my church. Yeah? Is it okay to have a good life? Bible says, Jesus came so that you would enjoy life. And in enjoyment, there is your BMW. Yeah? <laughs> there is all of that. But there is beyond a bit more than what, what we see on the natural realm. What about Abraham? Did he go through trouble? Man, trouble, trouble, yeah? He went through trouble. If you look at Abraham's life in Genesis 12, uh, it says that he was asked to get, uh, he, he was set into a transition. And we definitely have been hearing this word transition, yeah, at least from our dear pastor about transition. But look at the fact that he was asked to get into a transition at age 75. It's around my dad's age. I, can, I, know, I know my dad. I mean, my dad will definitely say, yes, come on, let's do it, yeah? <laughs> and those of you that know my dad would say, yes, that's her dad, yeah? Yeah, my dad would be happy to go at age 75. But the only problem is he had a wife. And my dad also has a wife. Yeah, Abraham had a wife. And at age 75, imagine that you're telling your wife, hey, come babe, let's go. You know, God has asked me to go into a land. And then babe says, hey, which land? I don't know. Can you imagine the conversation after that? You know, where the man says, I don't know, but I want you to come with me. Uh, I can see some smiles here. Hallelujah. Yeah, so Abraham gets into this journey with God of leaving everything and setting into a journey of trusting God. It's not easy to get. So very recently, my sister and I had this interesting experience of walking with this kind of a journey. Okay, The Lord told us to go into a particular place. And uh, I, I had my own struggles of saying yes. Finally, when I said, uh, you know, yes, the only thing that I knew was that I was to go for a conference. And that was the only plan. And people who know me uh, at close quarters know that I am a planner. You know, I work with plans. I have Google Calendar. I have all of that set in place. Yeah. And, uh, and with this uh, one month plus that I did not have a plan except the fact that I knew that it was a conference. Thank God for prayer times. Yeah? In our pastor's retreat that we had in December, there was one uh, word that came in. And that was repetitive and it said signboards. And those of us, not those of us, those of you who drive, you would know that the signboard is placed in a place. Once you reach that signboard, you get to know the next place, the direction to the next place, right? The place that you need to go. So that was exactly how Linz and I went into this journey. We knew that we had a conference to start off with. Once we reached that signboard or that conference, we knew the next direction. And then once you d you're done with that direction, we got the next direction. And long story cut short, we had a roller coaster, phenomenal, wonderful ride. It was so fruitful. It was so fun. And I can tell you that I, I think I understand a bit of this Abraham journey, you know, where he says, hey, go. And then you're like, come on, everybody. Verse, uh, Genesis 14 and verse 14 says that he had 318 trained men with him. Now, it's not just his wife alone, yeah? And it's not Lot, his nephew, and the jingbang with him, yeah? It's 318 trained men that were with Abraham in this, in this journey. It's not an easy task. 
yeah those in leadership understand to drag 318 people and the whole battalion with you and tell them that i don't know where we are going that is crazy leadership right but abraham still lived a satisfied life why i'm saying this is some of you might be in the secular some of you might be asked to do some crazy things in your secular job and you might have 318 people that don't know where this leadership is leading you into yeah don't be afraid to trust the voice of god amen and i'm talking to i i just feel in my heart there are some of you that understand what i'm saying you've been hearing god on doing and getting into something that is uh, something that you're not familiar leaving your comfort zone and getting to do something very new uh, i want you to know if it is the holy spirit asking you to do that just go with it because the end is going to be satisfied Amen. It's going to be a you you would come to this place where you're like, "Hey, I am so satisfied that I obeyed the Lord." Amen. So Abraham definitely went through the trauma of leading people. He definitely went through loss because he lost his wife. He definitely had the disappointment of personal failure. At age 86, he has Ishmael and we know the story, right? It was a failure. I I can imagine what that guilt would have been when the Lord has already told him that hey I'm going to give you a son and then you make your own plan B and when that plan B fails there's this you know battle <laughs> hey what happened you know and Abraham went through that and yet the Bible says he lived a satisfied life Abraham knew the impatience of waiting Amen. <laughs> At age 100 is where finally he gets the promise that God has been repetitively giving him. And I definitely understand that. I've been waiting for, you know, my own breakthrough and I've been believing for certain things in my life. I've not seen it, but every time when I get confused, I go back to God and I ask the Lord, "Okay, God, did you say something?" And the Lord would speak to me. I want you to know that Abraham was like us. Yeah, he had trouble in life. He had disappointments. He had failures. He made mistakes, and yet the Bible says he lived a satisfied life. Does that give us hope? Amen. If it's in the Bible, definitely it is something that we can hope with. So what does it mean to live a life of satisfaction? When I study the 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 life of Abraham his lifestyle definitely was surrounded or or was centered in his relationship with God he knew how to commune with God and James chapter 2 and verse 23 says Abraham was God's friend amen if you have a friend what would you do you would definitely commune with the person on a regular basis right you would get to know the likes and dislikes of the person you would definitely understand when you start walking with somebody and you have a good friendship you would definitely understand where what plan the other person has if abraham was god's friend he communed in such a way that he knew where this friend was leading him to amen and that is what the bible says they that are led by the spirit it's there in romans 8 they that are led by the spirit are sons of god when you are led by this god who created you with a purpose there is no way where you cannot live what the bible says amen how do we live a satisfied life as a believer i believe 
the be- the satisfaction comes in by fulfilling what he has created each one of us to be amen i used to compare myself with a lot of people yeah <laughs> i'm sure most of us you know would have done that uh, i used to think that okay i am not like dr john you know i don't think i can do this i am not like pastor hanna you know i don't think i can sing like her you know we just heard her right wow what 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 a, what a phenomenal voice and i was like kitu i mean chris i mean what what i used to compare myself i'm not talking about this comparison but i used to compare as compare myself with a lot of people one of the things the leak you know the the place where we would not be able to walk in satisfaction is comparison and i want to stay there a bit on on the fact that one we the lord wants us to live a satisfied life how do we do that it's by communing with the holy spirit it's by communing with the father having god as our friend he would lead us some of us probably would be asking me hey can i hear god anyone who has that doubt if you have that doubt please meet me after the service i'll help you with that but the bible says everyone will hear god and that's in the scripture john chapter 10 verse 27 says my sheep will hear my voice and how we hear him is a lot of practical steps i can tell you on i mean all of us can help you on that but that if it's there in the scripture that you would hear it's not pastor jijo or pastor hanna or dr john alone that will hear god it says my sheep and if you are god's child you have to hear the father amen the father will speak it's there in the scripture and so we will all hear god if we are hearing god why would we miss his good plan so right now singing about god's good plan right why would we miss god's good plan can you imagine yourself every single day talking to god and you're hearing him okay lena do this do that at the end of it wouldn't you fulfill the plan of god if you obey god on a daily basis if you have god as your friend if you listen to him on a daily basis wouldn't you fulfill the plan of god i i know that uh, when i was growing up we used to hear messages about perfect will permissible will and i was so afraid to make choices in life why because i was afraid would i make a mistake i mean permissible will or no i mean is this a perfect will of god am i doing the right thing i used to have a lot of fears in my life one of the things that can hinder us from walking in this uh, satisfied life is fears and the best way to the antidote of fear is the love of god first john chapter 4 verse 18 says perfect love casts out fear and pastor jijo was sharing that last week about how love the more and more you encounter the love of god you would get to know his nature and you can confidently go into doing what he tells you like for example there was a time in my life where i remember uh i was afraid to make one particular decision and i was like god is this your will is this something that you would permit uh, me to do and the lord ha- had to ask me lena is there anything harmful in that so i i thought through and i was like okay there's no nothing harmful so he said then then what what are you afraid of haven't i given you my spirit to make decisions so many a times instead of going back to the truth to deal with these fears we keep lingering in that fear and we don't do anything we don't take those choices in life we are afraid and i've been there 
And what has helped me in breaking out of many of these fears has been to going back to the truth of God. There was a time in my life when I said that, okay, God, uh, when I left my job, uh, I said, God, I want to know the big picture. You know, tell me what my whole life looks like. What is it that I'm leaving my job for? I want to know your plan. Am I a prophet? Am, am I a teacher of God's word? Am I, you know, what is it? That was the only thing that I knew. And I felt in my heart, start with, some, with what I've given you. And at that point, the only thing that I knew was to do computers, software. Yeah? And so I stepped into this ministry and the Lord said, okay, do what you can. And so I started off with software, sending emails, doing Excels, doing Word. That was the only requirement at that point. And so I, I started off with that. A few months later, the Lord said, I want you to start spending time with people. Because I felt in my heart that I could encourage people. So he said, do that. And so I was confident in doing that. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing that I would lose by going and spending time with people, right? It's not something that I should be afraid of. I don't have to have a PhD to go and spend uh, time with. I don't need to have a theological background for that, right? So I started going and spending time with people. I kept doing whatever I knew, whatever I was instructed on a day-to-day -day basis. Up until it came in 2017 where our leaders decided to ordain me as a pastor. I wasn't even looking at that. But all the spending time with people was part of the call. Amen? When we listen to God on a daily basis, even now, that is one of the things that I do. Every day when I leave home, I ask the Lord, okay, God, I have these umpteen number of to-dos, <laughs> you know, my Google calendar has given me a list of things that I need to finish today, uh, including the house visits, including the people that I have calendar that I need to visit. And um, then I would ask the Lord, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? And the Holy Spirit in his faithfulness speaks all the time. And he tells me, call that person, send a text to that person, reach out to this person. And every time that I have not doubted this voice and obeyed, it has been very timely. I have had so many stories of where people were at the verge of suicide and where they, you know, did not end their life just because of that timely call. And I feel in my heart that some of you have been doubting God. I just, I just feel in my heart that some of you have been telling the Lord, Lord, is there any purpose in my life? Why in the whole world am I living? I've been going through from one trouble to the other. And I want you to know trouble does not equate to your life having a satisfied life. To have a satisfied life, connect to heaven's realm. Ask the Lord, what is your plan for me today? Some of you might be saying, what if I make a mistake? Hey, if you're obeying the Lord on a day-to-day -day basis, how can you even make a mistake? Amen? God is directing your steps. Sometimes we do some certain things and we don't know why we are doing what we are doing. Right? We, we are like when, when, when the Lord tells you that, hey, do this particular thing. I have had so many instances where the Lord tells me to do something and I have no clue. I go and do it and I'm like, what was that all about? I have no idea why you said that, why I did what I did. But at the end of the day, few months later, that person would call me and say, hey, you remember at that point, for example, there's one situation that happened recently. I called somebody and I said, I just felt in my heart this particular word. Okay? And the person just snapped at me, gave me one fatafat, you know. What do you mean? I don't have that problem. I was like, okay, wrong number. 
Yeah. And then a few days later, this person called me and said, I'm really sorry. I was very upset, not just with you, but I was upset with life as a whole. And that's why I spoke to you like that. But what you gave me as a word was exactly what I was going through. And so many a times when you face situations, you're like, I think I made a mistake, you know. This is what happened. Don't equate your results with your obedience. When Abraham was asked to leave, he did not see the end. Did he see the generations in his lifetime? God said that I would bless you and I would give you generations. He said, just go out into this, you know, wide sky, count the stars. This is how your generations are going to look like. Did Abraham see that while he was on earth? Yes, no? No? Good. Abraham did not see that. But the Bible says that he lived a satisfied life. How do we live a satisfied life? It is by connecting to heaven. And to continually communing with the Father, knowing His will on a day-to-day basis. We don't have to know the big picture. If you keep obeying the Lord on a daily basis, you would end up doing the big picture. Amen? One, live in communion with God. Two, live in in, in in the perspective of an eternity. Uh, Hebrews 11 and verse 16, sorry, yeah. Uh, Verse 16, I think somewhere around there, it says that Abraham and Sarah were not just commended for their faith. Yes, they had faith. They obeyed God. But they also lived in the perspective. Yeah, They desired a better country. They, They did not live knowing that, okay, I will have a big mansion. They didn't actually have a big mansion. They lived in tents. But yet they lived a satisfied life because they had an eternal perspective. God would have, you know, God being the best buddy with Abraham, would have told him, Aliyah, this is what is going to happen. You have a city that is waiting for you. And having that perspective, he was okay to go through trouble. For me, that has been one of my greatest, you know, uh, revelations that I've had. When I go through trouble, I keep going back to this fact that anyway, life is only as short as this much. Compared to the eternity that I'm going to have with Jesus. And so let's go through life. Yeah? All these sodas that we are drinking is just this much. Yeah? All the trouble that we go through is just a snap. Yeah? Is this as short as that compared to the eternity that I'm going to enjoy with Jesus. And so I would rather go through these trouble and keep hearing God fulfilling his purposes on a daily basis and finally come home to hear, well done. Shabash. Yeah, that is what I want to hear from my father. What are the three things that, I mean, there are so many things that can hinder us or slow us down in this journey of enjoying life. I want to mention just three of it. One is fears. And I said the antidote of fear is an encounter with God's love and going back to the truth for your situation. I remember once when uh, I was, uh, uh, even recently, For this particular journey, I was so afraid to take that one step forward. Why? Because I love India. Yeah, I love my nation. And I said, God, I don't even know how to use the cutlery. It's my insecurities. Okay, is that okay enough to share my insecurities? I'm like, Lord, I don't even know how to, you know, do those cutting and shaping ministries. You know, and I was like, okay, God. um, But the, the Lord said, Lena, unless you start, how would you get there? Yeah. Unless you take that step forward, I would equip you. I would enable you. 
and i would help you and i'm talking of these silly things some of you might be like yeah idokeyana veligaram is this i mean is this a big deal for me that's my fear and so going back to god will help you break those fears amen having an active relationship with the lord he will speak to you he would give you the strength he would enable you to continue with this journey secondly having some of these comparisons when i look at the life of uh, david david was anointed by samuel at age somewhere around 15 16 and it's in first samuel 16 where he was first anointed and then he goes to meet up with goliath if i were in david i would be so before that he meets up with saul right so when he met with saul i am i'm just imagining he is king but now i am anointed king yeah so i would probably say that you are king but i am king yeah david didn't do that he didn't brag about his anointing he just went to him and said you know i have confidence in this god and i want you to know that when we go into this battle we are going to win and if you look at the bible we don't find references where saul had an active relationship with god and that is why many of us probably struggle with insecurities one of the antidotes of facing up with your insecurities is having an active relationship with god i used to be afraid of this mic even now trust me on this okay every time i have to do this i have to go back to god okay god fresh dose you know <laughs> i need grace i need strength and um, i used to compare myself with uh, a lot of good speakers and the lord said lena stop comparing yourself with others you have a gift that i have given you i want you to operate in that and i want everyone here to know that you have a gift you have a beautiful smile that will encourage people you have a you know a serving gift that will encourage people when you do what you are doing pastor jijo and pastor hana and all these pastors are able to do what they are meant to do when i stepped into the ministry the first few years i was struggling to fit in into the ministry lifestyle and then the lord said lena i want you to change gears and start behaving like the son of the home it took me a while to understand that concept and then the lord said broke it down to practical steps he said if you are this daughter of your home what would you do when your father is struggling won't you step in to help him shoulder his responsibilities when my mom struggles with the cleaning i would definitely step in and when i see her health you know not in in shape wouldn't i step in i would take responsibility to make sure that my mom is freed up and so that concept helped me to step into the role of freeing up dr john you know and freeing up a lot of my leaders by doing what i could and this is something that i would encourage the church do what you can with what you have yeah and so i went into doing whatever i knew and eventually the lord started revealing and unlocking the plans of my life i stopped comparing myself with others i started using what god had given me some of you have an amazing voice i mean you might be able to you know take us into the presence of god whatever it is start you know acting on what you have and then the lord would take you into higher places so david had an active relationship with god because of which he was able to stand confidently even 
uh, and when I look at it, actually the king is supposed to be fighting the battle. Right? But what was Saul doing? He was standing behind and he was sitting there, Aram say, you know, and enjoying the whole show and hearing all the, uh, you know, what, whatever Goliath was saying, he was listening to all of that and doing nothing about it. But this teeny little shepherd boy comes into the picture and he's like, Arada, I mean, who is this? Who is taunting, you know, who is actually, you know, do, do, I mean, saying all these rubbish about my God and my people? He stood up. Where did he get that confidence? It's just by being in the presence of God. If you study the life of David, he pursued after God. And in Acts chapter 13, it says that he fulfilled the purposes of God in his generation. Amen. An active relationship with God will take you to fulfilling your purposes, the God-given purposes over your life. The third thing that would hinder you from fulfilling a perfect or a satisfied life is what Pastor Jijo was sharing last week, offenses. Many times we are offended with people and that slows us down. That prevents us from functioning in who we are meant to be. If you study uh, the life of David, in 1 Samuel chapter 30, the last verse, uh, few were, I mean, chapter of uh, 1 Samuel, we see that David had around 300 or 400 men with him. And uh, the scripture says they were debtors, they were distressed, they were discontent with life. Adi team, right? I mean, that's a great team to be working with. You know, pushing them. Come on. I don't know how he did it, but the Bible says he turned them to be very skillful, mighty men. That's what the Bible says. You know, it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. I mean, just to drive discontent people, discouraged people, just to motivate them to get to action, you know, it takes a lot of time, energy. But David did that. And after all the running around, you know, our dear man was chasing him. And King Saul was chasing him. After all that drama, he comes to this place where, uh, you know, his, uh, his, the wife, the, uh, all their wives and children were captured by the enemy. And these men rise up against David. And the Bible says in First uh, Samuel, uh, chapter 30, it says that they, they wanted to stone this leader. Can you imagine that? I, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and, you know, to, to have the people that you have poured your heart, your soul, they were living together. They were in the wilderness together. They were journeying together. And those people finally turn around and want to stone their leader. Wow, that is crazy. But that's what many a times we do. People that have poured into our lives. When there's one instance where we are hurt, we tend to hurt we tend to speak against them. We tend, tend to complain against them. But look at what David did. David goes back to God. Verse 6 says, He strengthened himself in the Lord and he takes his battalion with him for, for, for the war. I'm like, man, you are crazy. <laughs> when I read that scripture that David strengthened himself in the Lord and he takes these 300 people that were ready to stone him he takes them with him and says, come, let's go. Let's go and win the war. And let's, you know, bring, bring our wives and our whole thing back. And he does. This is love. Amen? This is the love that forgives. This is long-suffering that Pastor Jijo was mentioning last week. 
you know and that that takes that comes because of your encounter with god that comes from a place of having an active time with god i've had many many instances you know where people have uh, said all kinds of things about me and especially when i'm unmarried i have enough of tamashas you know people say that oh you're single you don't have trouble in life trust me i have my own troubles <laughs> you know i have my own accusations that i have to face up with and when people make up all these stories one of the things that i've tried to do is to go back to god and every time i've done that the lord gives me the same guliga you know the same medicine lena go after them i'm like ende <clears throat> you know i don't want to do that jesus i don't want to do that i don't want to go after that person because i heard what they said yeah it's not something that i want to do but then i know god well enough by now i have no choice yeah i say okay god i need your fresh, fresh dose of love and every time he's poured out his love into my heart where i'm able to go back to those same people love on them not just that every time most of them i wouldn't say more every time most of the time he's asked me to work on their lives and so i i, I relate a lot with the scripture of david and not just that but well, the other thing that i like about david is in spite of king saul trying to do all kinds of things against him david never ever raised his finger against king saul even when he tore that robe of king saul he says the bible says it it pricked his heart he was feeling guilty and not just that he tells his men i want he gives his men a principle he says i want you to know he is an anointed man somebody who is trying to kill you that is perspective to be able to see that each one around you your enemies are also god's children amen amen everyone in this world is created by god they are his children and if you have a problem with god's children you have a problem with your own sibling wow <laughs> good job yeah it is so important that we understand one of the baits of the enemy that i believe that is working so rampant in this generation is offense if we understand the schemes paul says understand the schemes of the devil if we understand that the devil wants us divided we should be smarter than him amen it is my goal you know in these days this is one of my goals if i see any division amongst the body of christ i am aggressive i'm like aha angreyana is that what you want in the body of christ i'm going all out especially if it's in my family i'm not talking of my uh, earthly family i'm talking of my spiritual family where i have access i want to make sure that every breach is repaired I am the repairer of the breach. <laughs> yes, I am definitely wanting to see every breach repaired because together we can do much more. Amen. And so I want to encourage you if you have any offense with anyone, take it to the Lord. In his presence there is healing. 
in his presence there is solution and trust me on this if the lord tells you to go after a person that is persecuting you jesus did that he died on the cross for all his persecutors also everyone in the bible loved with the love of god amen and when you do that it gives you such a satisfaction trust me on this every time i've had to invest in people that have actually not been good with me i feel this crazy crazy satisfaction in my life when i invest in them and even after investing in people when they turn their good side to you it is not easy but go back to god and ask the lord to fill you with his love and he will give you his love and in his love we can live a satisfied life amen hallelujah father i just want to pray for my brothers and sisters father if there's anyone that is asking for fresh grace oh god because of what they're going through ke baba banyanto late in minute le yandre father if there's any fear i pray holy spirit that you would expose the power of that fear by your love by your truth oh god that you would give them the the grace to overcome fakal bintish manakul biniantelariandra to live father god united i just feel in my heart that some of you have been having uh, faces uh, i mean you you've been sensing that there are these people that have that have offended you and you're wondering should you go and ask for forgiveness i want you to listen to the holy spirit whatever he says do it and leave the results with god let the lord bring the healing even as pastor jijo was saying you know some of these these offenses are like traps are like a snare but the moment you obey the holy spirit you would feel the freedom in your own life and so if the holy spirit is reminding you of people in your life that you need to forgive i want you to allow the holy spirit to minister into your life hallelujah zomba ba kante leyande kembridi zent leyandre father i need your love i need your love i need your love jesus pour out your love pour out your love pour out your love holy spirit come and have your way pour out your love father if there's any offense that is lingering hallelujah i just want to say this uh, uh this this thing that has helped me some of us probably are afraid of leadership yeah and we don't know how to go and approach them with our offenses it's okay to come to leaders it can be your father it can be your mother it can be your immediate boss it can be the church leadership if you have any offense with anyone the bible says leave your offering wherever it is go reconcile because that's what the father wants out of you don't harbor any kind of offense i was never bold enough to go up to leadership and bring my offenses but then i was like hey if this is what will help the body of christ stay together i think i need to bring it on the table i need to bring it up front and say that hey i have an offense with you and the maximum that will happen is they will justify what they've done right 
but at least from my side i've cleared the fact that i have no offense with you and i can go back to the father and ask confidently whatever i need to have so don't be afraid to express your your concerns even wicc yes pastor hana yes pastor jijo yes pastor kavita ivundallo yeah i mean let, let's let's not be afraid we want to stay together we are a family on a mission and we rather stay together we rather be together we want to see transformation in the city amen and we want to fight together we want to do this journey together and so father i just want to pray god almighty if there's any kind of offense in our midst to god let that let that be healed in jesus mighty name i just want to speak boldness daddy god into my family god almighty if there's anyone daddy that's struggling with any kind of bitterness or anger or words father anything that is bothering them i pray jesus that you would give them the key to unlock 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 father let them walk in freedom let them walk in in kathabahashobahande liriandra let there be nothing that will weigh them down let there be nothing that will pin them down lord jesus i speak freedom into my home right now god almighty i aha eh rabalayandra people that are watching online god i speak freedom into their lives oh god nothing lord no weight that will hinder their race oh god that they will shake off every weight every sin everything that weighs them down but they will run with endurance they will run with vigor oh god i pray abalayandra esh mean to rabalayandra if there's any comparison oh god that is working in the minds of your people i pray the power of those comparisons will be shattered by who you think about them abba father let the truth of your abalayanda ribiriandra hazinirilayandra reveal daddy god what you think about your children lord let them be so settled and so confident of what you think about them abba father in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus i release freedom snapping out right now in jesus mighty name every lie of the devil has to be broken right now you have no right to torment my people and i command azbala hadliyandara in the name of jesus in the name of jesus mekarabashiyadadadiyando bahaliyandara ribe hishmini diyandara leriyandara hazunudadadiyandara rohishbika ladiyadiyadiyandara namba halayandara father we will father arise we will father god fulfill your plans we will father god continue to walk with you oh god we will father arabayandra come home to hear well done lord jesus i just sense in my heart there is somebody who's been asking god should i even buy this car hey don't worry if you feel you have the money to buy that car just go ahead and buy that car father i pray that every fear every fear father god to live a good life let it be broken father if there's abahashiantala yanda ribebebebeanda zuvalariandra holy spirit be 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 the friend to your people lord jesus i pray this friendship with the holy spirit will be so tangible god that the day beyond there'll be no regrets oh god there'll be no room father god for doubts or fears oh god i thank you father for what you're doing bless your people In Jesus mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons please do visit us at wicc.in.